Before we get started with the show today, I want to thank everyone who's been using our affiliate link for Blick.com to order their art supplies. We've been seeing those affiliate commissions come in, and it's been incredibly helpful to us. I have a redirect to that affiliate link set up at www.messystudiopodcast.com slash Blick. And if anyone hasn't bookmarked that already, please bookmark that. And then when you order your art supplies, we'll earn a 10% commission. Uh, right now, Blick has a sale going on on Utrecht uh, paints. I know a lot of you use the Utrecht oil paints. And right now, they're 40 to 60% off the uh, the color sets, the box sets are 60% off from what I can see, and the individual tubes are 40% off. So if you already know that you like Utrecht oil paints and you really need a 150 milliliter tube of cadmium red, right now it's 20 bucks. And if you haven't tried them before and you want to give them a shot, now's a great time because you can get a box set of a bunch of different colors and it's really very reasonable. So once again, that's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, and that'll take you straight to Blick's website. And if you use that link to get there, then we'll earn a commission. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's show, we are talking about growth. A theme in all of our podcasts over time has been encouraging artistic growth. To us, it is given, something all of us strive for as artists and as people. But what does it really mean to grow artistically, and why is it important? What can you look for in your work to know if it is growing? Today, we will look at what growth means in our studio practices and share thoughts about its importance. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So as Ross just said, um, the idea of encouraging growth in our listeners as artists has always been really important to this podcast. Um, I think you could listen to almost any episode and find some reference to this. Um, and, And we do talk about marketing and other kind of practical things about making art. But we've never been about the idea of finding your one marketable kind of art and just sticking with that. Um, and, you know, that idea is out there that you find your your look, your brand, your style, whatever, and you stop. Um, but it's that's never been our approach to things. So, um, you know, we, we've always been about exploring and change and keeping your work um, exciting. Um, and so, this episode today is going to touch on a lot of things that we've covered in the past, things like change, intentions, um, being experimental, being self-reflective about your work, uh, having you know a self-critique and so on, staying focused, um, staying on track. You know, these are all aspects of growth. And it, to me right now during this pandemic time, when a lot of us, do um we are experiencing uh some freedom of pressure you know from galleries and things and and not so many deadlines or anything and so when i look at art online artists i know i i see so many people are experiencing growth in their work right now um and um i you know i know that other people are not and and feeling stagnant or maybe reluctant to move on from something that they've been known for. Um, But this particular time period, I think, is a really good one 
to think about growth and evaluate growth because it's slow out there in the art world <laughs> for most of us. Uh, and I think also focusing on growth is a really positive thing. And, you know, it can lift you up a bit if you if you really take a look at things and see that, yes, you are growing or you have grown, it can help unstick you a little bit um, in this particular moment when things can be difficult. Um, so I feel like it's timely to talk about this now. And also because, like I said, we've been We've been going on about this for, you know, over two years, and uh, I don't think we've ever actually said, well, what is that? What does that actually mean? You can put all the pieces together, but... <laughs> well, and that's that aspect of the the shutdown and the pandemic has, is something that has been really scary for me personally, um, because I, I really feel like if I'm not moving forward, then if I'm just standing still, that's the same thing as moving backward. Um, and it's, it, there's this feeling that I'm going to lose my energy or I'm going to lose mm -hmm. my, my ability to produce and, and my ability to keep on growing and changing. And, um, and it, when things start to slow down and then stop and we get this period of time where just nothing's happening, yeah. um, that, that to me is, is terrifying. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something where it, it gets harder to, to move forward when everything else is losing that energy as well it's like it's like walking through you know knee-deep mud or something <laughs> you know it just keeps on sucking you back down and and one of the um, past episodes that comes to mind is the ebbs and flows um episode that we did yeah and and we're in such a giant ebb right now and and what you say it's all around us it's not just our own selves and that does make it harder if it's if it's your own personal downtime it, that's one thing. And that could be really frustrating and hard, but you can maybe get energy from other people or something. And it is difficult right now because so many people are feeling this and it feels like it's something we can't control. We can't deal with it. So uh, I guess what, what we're going to look for here is, you know, how to find that spark, that energy again, if you feel like it's gone, uh, but also to recognize the amount of growth that you've made over the years as a source of encouragement. Um, it, it's, it is unlikely that any of us will actually stop growing because it's, it's such a human um, need, really. I mean, it's like an imperative from the time we're born, we're going to grow. Um, kind of on a sideline to that, <laughs> I, I have this tendency, and I think a lot of artists do, to be a little dismissive of our earlier stages of work, right? Um, we usually think our current work is the best. And, uh, you know, I'm personally not that interested in looking back at former work. And I, I think that's a drawback because I know actually in my own mind that um, anybody who's been working at art for a number of years has some, you know, what I'd call like greatest hits. You have moments where everything came together. You were really on a roll. They were very successful. And it doesn't need to be one piece. It could have been a series or a time. Um, and I, I do, I mean, frankly, have some of those I think about too. And I think about almost in terms of, let me revisit those ideas, which is a way of growing, looking back at things that were successful. But I guess I just kind of want to point out that, yes, we're always growing, but it doesn't mean that what we've done to this point should be 
discounted. Um, it, it may well have been the peak of what, you know, you were aiming for then. You were trying to get something accomplished, something you understood going, and then you moved on and you changed, but you, you hit that really good point. Well, and it may be beneficial to go back and revisit some of some of what you were doing before and see if maybe there's something there that that you can go in a different direction with. You know, where there was a fork in the road and you went left and maybe you can explore what direction right would have brought you. I totally agree. I mean, it, um, it's a it's a tendency to if you have it to question that and say, wait a minute, like what you just said, and and, and growth is cyclical. I mean, you you circle back to things that were working and that were important. Um, and you know, in my house here in New Mexico, I have some of my older work hanging that I really like. I still like it, and I liked it at the time, and it still has some powerful ideas to it that I'm working with in a really different way now. But I do enjoy these pieces that I have here, um, although there are a few that I want to take down, but there's a couple that I say, hey, those those belong on the wall. Um, so it, it's not always a straightforward path, I guess, this idea of growth. It's not always linear, um, kind of bring things up at different points. Um, and I, I guess I, I wanted to start out too about talking about why it's important because there there's also kind of the the artistic happy place, you know, the comfort zone where you a lot of artists say, "Hey, I think I found what I want to do. I'm doing it well and I'm, you know, getting I'm successful, I'm selling my work. Why should I change? Why should I grow?" Um and I I think that's a a important question to look at because I guess I would say first off you know, this is my my personal opinion or yours that this is important. And if if you're really happy with the way the status quo is, you know, uh, that's fine. It's just if uh, I would say to look very honestly at that, though, because um, I think we can rationalize or talk ourselves out of changing and growing uh, because it's more secure to stay where you are, right? Um, and we can accept the the way that people look at us and the way people label us. Okay, that's good. That's the way it is. Uh, and and changing from that could be threatening. So I guess I would just say, you know, take an honest look at those feelings. If if you're okay with that, good. If not, um, I I believe that most people that watch our work, that follow our work, appreciate change and appreciate seeing growth. Um, you know, there people that follow your work are somewhat invested in who you are and what you do. And to see an artist taking on new ideas, new media, uh, new scale, whatever it is they're doing, keeps things interesting, right? It keeps it exciting. At the same time, you know, marketing forces may say, hey, we like you the way you are, you know. <laughs> Don't bring in some new idea and think you're going to uh, get anybody to look at it. Uh, and I just, I resist that personally. I, I feel like you do what you do and you do what feels right to you as an artist. And then if you lose some of your base, then okay, you'll find new ones. 
So I guess the whole around that whole topic, I would just say to trust your intuition. Do you feel excited about your work? Do you feel energized by it? Um, or do you feel sort of closed in and pigeonholed and limited and afraid to change or grow? And I, I'm using change and growth pretty interchangeably here, but um, I think they are. Change sometimes takes you back a step, but that's okay. That's part of growth too, right? So um, I would say, uh, you know, even if you're feeling good about what you do and you're, you're not driven to, to grow it, we can always improve um, technique or uh, other aspects of design, things like that. So, you know, I don't, very few people are really at the peak of who they can be, even within a pretty narrow frame of what they, what they want to do with their work. Yeah. And it's never a, a bad idea to go back and just look at kind of fundamentals and, and revisit things that maybe you, you feel like you've kind of outgrown in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and really make sure that you got it dialed in and that you're not missing something. Um, we've done quite a few podcasts on, on really fundamental stuff. And, Absolutely. You know, it's, it's never, uh, it's never harmful to go back and, and revisit some of that stuff and just, just think about how can I push this a little bit further. Right. And I, I think there's almost there's very few aspects of your own work that you can look at and say, that is absolutely the way I want it. You know, <laughs> whether it's, uh, you know, color relationships, composition, any of these things that can become kind of a stale habit. Um, you found something that works, you're sticking with it, but um, try to look at it with fresh eyes, you know, say, if I were somebody looking at this, at this body of work over the last, say, five, six, seven years, as a as a viewer of your work, would I see improvement? You know, would I see growth and change? Um, or would I not? And, you know, that's kind of a good indicator. A lot of this, um, a lot of this evaluation of your own self is something that requires you to step outside yourself a little bit. And that's pretty hard to do sometimes. You know, we're very stuck in our own minds and our own view of ourselves. And um, we can we can have some pretty big blind spots, I think. Uh, and this is one. And if you go back, then you can also draw elements from the past and, and use them in in a, a future direction and it'll, it'll create cohesion between the past and, and the future, even if yeah. the, what you're planning on doing is a bit of a departure. Um, you know, for, for example, um, before we started the podcast, I was doing, um, audiobooks. Uh, I was recording audiobooks, and I haven't done that stuff in quite a while, but I have considered, um, Especially if uh, I get quarantined, um, you know, there's a lot of contact tracing stuff going on in Wisconsin, and and uh, there's uh, there's a lot of new cases, um, and uh, and so I'm I am kind of expecting at some point to get a call from a contact tracer, um, and I may end up getting quarantined for a couple weeks at some point, and if that happens, I have to figure out what can I do at home in order to make money. Um, and doing work on the podcast, maybe a part of that doing work on my other businesses. But one thing that I've considered is going back and re recording another audiobook. Mm. Um, cause two weeks is about the right amount of time to record an audiobook. 
And uh, I, I think that since I did that last, I've learned so much about audio production by doing this every week. And I think I'd be so much better at it if I went back and did it again. And that's, you know, that's a really good point because we have these things that we work on for a while and then we put aside. And when you come back to them in, in an art practice, it might be a, a medium you put aside or a particular subject matter. You come back to that a few years later and you're automatically going to see the growth and because growth goes on. You know, <laughs> in some ways, I think it's, it's almost like we don't even have to say it. It just goes on. I think we can, we can grow stronger by focusing on it as well. But um, just by time passing and doing things and practicing, you do get better at stuff. It's inevitable. Yeah, and this kind of cyclical thing of going back and picking up something that you drop the thread, it's it's kind of a, well, to mix metaphors, it's kind of a weaving as well, I think, of weaving in the threads from the past and weaving them into something new in the future. Uh, real quick, I know that a lot of our listeners who have been listening for the last few episodes have noticed that we're doing some mid-roll ad reads. If you have an art-related uh, product or service that you provide and you'd like us to advertise, then please email me at rtickner.core at gmail.com. There's going to be a link in the description of this episode, or you can use the contact form on the website at messystudiopodcast.com. And just let me know what you're, what you're looking to advertise. Our rates are very reasonable. We're really only interested in advertising art-related products and services and stuff that our listeners are doing and uh, stuff that is of interest to our listeners. Uh, you're never going to hear a, a mid-roll ad here for you know, underpants or razors or something. So just send me an email and I'll let you know what our current rates are and we'll run an advertisement on the podcast for you. All right, back to you, Rebecca. Um, I guess what I was what I was getting at there was we don't lose anything and we typically gain by going back to an older idea. Um, and that and growing that older idea in a new way is pretty exciting. Um so I wanted to look at um a little bit closer. Well, what what is this idea of growth? How do you recognize it in your work? Or how do how would you see it in someone else's work? What does it look like? Um, we often talk about form and content and how they work together. So, form being the kind of the objective, identifiable aspects of your work, your medium, your scale, your style, your color use, etc., and then the content being the meaning. Um, and so when you're looking for growth, and we kind of touched on this already, becoming better at some of the form of your work is a result of practice and time, and it's sort of inevitable. But you can also look at a period of time where you focused on, say, um, improving your mark making or um, you know, being able to use color more fluently or a wider palette range or something like that. So the aspect of growing form and improving your form over time, you know, it's really important. And I think, um, like, if you focus on that sometimes, a particular thing, you see it more in a more obvious way. Um, and then the other part of the form and content, of course, is the content and the meaning and the uh, depth of your work. And this goes back to setting intentions, et cetera. Um, what's your work about? And I think it's 
it's really interesting to see how your ideas bounce back and forth and grow and expand and you take different pathways with them. And rather than, you know, it's just like one solid idea for years, if your work is growing, you see an interaction with all your ideas and ideas that you bring in from other people and other ideas and places. And it becomes more and more deep and complex. And so I think what this what this results in is that your work changes over time and it grows, but there is a consistency to it because you do know the kind of the basic things that you're interested in, but the permutations on that are, you know, endless. Um, and so if somebody were looking at your work or you're looking at your own work, you can sort of trace um, your core ideas and all the various ways that you've worked with them. And this brings a real vitality to your work, I think. Um, so that's one that's one way to look at the growth in your own work. How have you improved the form of your work? How has the meaning changed or become deeper, more complicated? And you can identify that. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, another sign to me of somebody whose work is growing is that they they take interesting side trips, <laughs> uh, new media, for example, or maybe um, if you normally work in 2D and painting or drawing, uh, try some 3D, some sculpture or, or working in clay or whatever. Um, but this kind of exploration can be very superficial. You know, for, for if you don't have the depth to it, um, and you're not actually growing, what this amounts to then is this week I'm doing this, next week I'm doing that, and there really isn't much connection. So in order to really make this kind of approach grow and, and this experimenting and trying new things grow your work, um, it, it does mean that you're aware of your kind of your core, your intentional ideas and sources. Um, and then looking at some level on how they work together and, and they integrate um, it's not that everything has to be consciously integrated. Side things, side trips can be their own thing. I mean, for me, I I look at, say, um, you know, I like to take photographs, and I don't see them as strongly related to my paintings, but I think they're part of my overall vision, my overall practice. And so that to that extent, you know, they're they're integrated. I think that these are habits that can help you to ensure strong growth within your art. So if you if you have these, you know, side endeavors or side projects or you take a lot of photographs or whatever it is, if you if you have these skills and these habits and you just they just become second nature, then uh, it's in the long run you're going to see more growth out of your art than you would otherwise. Yeah, it's kind of like you're putting out your tentacles, you know, <laughs> out of your out of your main core. You're sending out these other little threads and occasionally reeling them back in and seeing how they work with other things. Um, but you know, I guess the the basis of it is that kind of core um, intention, identifying what's important to you, and once you get your feet on the ground with that, you have a lot of freedom to explore in a, in a meaningful way, in a way that helps grow your work. And you never know how one of these things can integrate into future directions that you go. Uh, it, it may be that you're doing something that seems completely unrelated to your art practice, 
And 10 years down the line, you realize just how important it was that you were doing that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of the following the impulses and intuitions about things that seem important. You're absolutely right. Sometimes you have no idea <laughs> how it's going to play in, but you just feel this urge to do something and... And then it becomes part of you and it becomes part of your growth. So, And there, we can all look back on our lives and see things that we did that made no sense at the time. And yeah. that we wouldn't have done something else if it hadn't been for that one thing. Absolutely. That's one of the most interesting long views to take. And I do think this whole topic is a long view. It's looking back over the years, even the years before, if you have only started making art recently, it goes back before that, I mean, to whatever you've done with your life and the creative things you've done before you started actually making art. Um, and to see how one thing leads to another, it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, this is going real deep in a different direction, but I've often wondered if cause and effect aren't linear and chronological the way that we think of them, if future events can't impact past events. And if things that we do in the past that maybe didn't make any sense at the time or that we didn't really have a, a reason for doing it, but we just decided to do it anyway, and then they sent us onto this journey, um, mm. if those weren't things that were being impacted by future events. Well, and this, I mean, that the way you're talking and thinking, there's a lot of stuff written about that time is not linear. Um, as we think of it, because we have very limited capacity to understand our own reality. So uh, I I think that is, that's a really interesting perspective. Um, there are mysteries about all this. How do we get on to certain ideas? How do we uh, discover talents that we have that um, we didn't know we could do this or that, and then suddenly we can do it quite well? So there's... Um, <laughs> Yes, you're right. It's deep. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to throw you way off into the weeds with that one. But <laughs> well, growth is deep. Okay, I mean, we don't we don't fully understand why we grow and change, um, why we're sort of programmed this way. It's very interesting um, to me that even people who resist the whole idea are going to grow and change a little bit, and if you embrace it, uh, you can really, you know have some powerful results and, 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 you know, say, how can I, how can I make this work even more so? And what you were saying about, oh, uh, you gave the example of thinking about a time when you might not be able to do what you normally do. A lot of people are experiencing this right now. If they're quarantined or they can't get to their studios or whatever, that's an aspect of growth too, where you, your situation is limited. Maybe you're physically limited or maybe you're sick or you've had an accident and you can't do what you normally do. Um, a growing mind, a growing person will look at that and say, okay, but what can I do? Um, I can't do what I'm normally doing. And, you know, it's just such a positive, optimistic attitude that is, it's helpful. Um, Another aspect I think of evaluating your own growth is is to keep journals and sketchbooks. Um, they're one of the best ways to show your own progression. And I have a lot of sketchbooks from 10, 15, 20 years ago. They're not necessarily all drawings. A lot of it is writing about my work. But there's little thumbnail sketches and there's little ideas and things. And it's really interesting to look at those once in a while 
because again, that whole cyclical idea, there are some things that I contemplated a long time ago that I didn't really follow, and they they remain interesting. So if you don't do this, I really recommend it. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything of literary importance. No one needs to read it but yourself. But making notes and little drawings and letting ideas flow through your you know, time of contemplation with either a, a written journal or a, a sketchbook. A lot of people keep a sketchbook that they can write in as well. You know, it's a combination. It's kind of a evidence of your growing mind, really, that is interesting to look back at. And I guess I kind of wanted to finish up touching back with uh, the idea of this kind of frustration or stagnation that if you feel you're not growing, um, and this is, you know, you said right at the beginning of this that it's scary. I mean, if you feel like you're stagnating, and especially now when a lot of our resources are cut off, we're not interacting so much with other people. We're not going to gallery openings or you know, having those conversations in person a lot. And this stagnation, frustration, you know, it's, it's difficult. Um, and when you, when you actually make art and when you're engaged in making art, Typically, it's really dynamic. You have this energy, this forward motion. And if you're not experiencing that, um, maybe try to be aware of where the blocks are. You know, what are you, where's your resistance point where you think about something and you say, ah, no, but that's not going to work for me. And, and those are often the points that your, your inner compass is saying, take this on. This is where you're going to grow. I mean, an example might be, we t we've talked about scale on the podcast, and maybe you, you do feel this urge to work on a large scale, for example, and you've got all these reasons why that just isn't going to work. And and yet, it, it, it could. And, and you're creating uh, resistance and blockage that can spill over into other things. So if you kind of really question yourself, where exactly am I feeling this resistance? Is it resistance to just going to the studio? Um, is it resistance to embarking on a big project? And, you know, whatever it is, try to look at that thing that's blocking you and say, yeah, but what if I could? What What would happen if I did that? Even if it's just going to the studio, a lot of people nowadays are saying, just go, even if you just sit there and look at stuff. It's like walking in the door, you know, can get you there. Um, so anyway, just we can become overwhelmed with this kind of frustrated feeling or blocked feeling without really examining it. And I did, we did a whole podcast on this, actually. I think it was the Studio Struggles one where we talked about um, artistic blocks and that's kind of in the moment. I mean, um, that's the frustration of feeling that you aren't growing right now. I think you can also look back and see that you have grown in the past and it's going to happen again. Well, I think it's important to remember because it's it's easy to forget as an adult. But if we look back at, at childhood, when we were doing a whole lot of both literal physical growing and 
uh, mental growth, emotional growth, and just kind of learning and developing. Um, growth happens in spurts. Um, you know, it'll yes. feel like there's nothing happening, and then all of a sudden there's a whole lot happening. Um, it's also very painful, um, and that's something that we often forget when about growing is uh, we, we think about where we are now, and we're happy that we grew, but uh, that process of growth is, is not easy. Um, and, uh, and it can be frustrating when it's not happening. It can also be frustrating when it is happening. Um, and, and it's, uh, oftentimes when we're growing, all we're thinking about is the end result. And then we get to the end result and all we think is, well, I wish I would have enjoyed the growth a little bit more. (laughs) Well, it's a, it's a very good point that growth can be really difficult and painful and, and, and you can, I mean, probably I'm going to say a lot of people are growing right now, even in the midst of frustration and uh, limitations and restrictions, uh, there's there is growth happening and maybe inner growth, but you know, as you say, it it can be uh, difficult, and yet children, and we look back, we see this very natural progression. There's there's certain milestones in a child's life of growing, you know, learning to walk or going to school or whatever it is, and you know, sometimes as artists, we feel like we need those milestones, uh, the 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 solo show, the you know whatever, and and in a time when those things aren't particularly happening, that's difficult. I think that we we do look to those things as we like that outside validation, that outside evidence of our growth, and. When we don't have it for whatever reason, and it doesn't need to be a pandemic to not experience that for a period of time, uh, you can feel like you're not doing anything. You're not getting anywhere. Well, and as human beings, we always require increase. We always require growth. And when you hit one of those milestones, um, a lot of times there's kind of a feeling of emptiness where it's not quite as wonderful as you were hoping and and then it just becomes about the next milestone that is so true next growth point <laughs> it makes me smile because i it's so true and you think i remember thinking if i could only get into a gallery that you know my life will be set i'll i'll be on a roll i'll have everything and then you get into a gallery and it just becomes part of the job, the routine, you know. And then that one doesn't work out and then you got to find another one. And, you know, you start to enter this world of, well, this is kind of routine. And and you realize that you were, put, you were pinning everything on that one thing. Oh, I just need a gallery. And then, as you say, you, you have a feeling afterwards of, oh, okay, well, you know, that's good. But what's next? So we're always we do have that forward motion, I think, always. And right. it's it's a good thing to recognize it, honor it, and feel good about it uh, and trust in it. I you know, the, another one of the slightly cliched art world expressions, trust the process, that is basically to me saying, trust that you are going to grow. Do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? What we've been saying here is the desire for progress and growth is part of our human condition. And we all have different ways of interpreting that. We shouldn't compare ourselves to other people in terms of they seem to be growing more than I am because growth has its own logic and it has its own uh, 
time span if we're open to it. Um, and I think understanding our own limitations, where are we blocking our own growth? Not in a way of putting ourselves down or berating ourselves, but an honest look. What's stopping me? You know, what's what's in the way? And if you can work around that and just kind of confront it and you have that desire to grow, it's really, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and www.squeegeepress.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.